Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field Report. <laughs> is snow mid-April becoming the new norm? Another week of hit and miss. Little activity in the western part of the state, but for the most part, uh, we're all still on rain delay. I want to take a minute and talk about planter setup. I've been doing some planter inspections as well as some planter startups this past two weeks and seeing some things uh, that I want to bring to your attention. You know, today getting the planter locked and loaded is a, is a bigger job than it used to be. We now have to worry about you know, making sure we have the latest version of software. We need to transfer our AB lines to the auto steer, configure our monitors, especially if we've made any tractor changes or planter changes. For the most part, and for a lot of you guys, you have to load, for instance, and test your VRT capabilities, in some cases multi-hybrid. A lot of this preparedness is in the cab, making the electronics talk uh, to everything that's happening out there. You know, in the old days, if we had a problem with the electronics, we just shut them off and keep planting. Today, if the electronic isn't part of it isn't working, you're not planting, period. As we've been doing some planter startups, the younger growers have been doing a good job at tackling the in-cab electronics. The area of concern is some of the basic fundamentals in planter operation. Let's be sure the whole planter is ready to go while we're in this rain delay. Let's start talking about walking around that planter, doing a, a walk around inspection of the planter when it's in the air. You're looking at each row unit for any twisted units, making sure the boxes sit level with each other. What you're looking for uh, are bent parallel linkages or twisted row units. Now, twisted row units are usually the row units on the end of the planter that might come in contact with things like a telephone pole or the outside units when the planter is folded in transport that can take on mailboxes or get bumped around in storage by a fork truck or another tractor. When a row looks suspect, measure out 15 inches from the center of that row unit and mark the planter beam, the main beam. Do that on both sides. Then measure from this mark to a known spot on the row unit, for instance, like the insecticide box pins. Make sure that unit is running true, doesn't have any twist to it. With those rows that are not sitting level side to side, check for twisted parallel arms. We're seeing more twisted parallel arms with the add-on hydraulic downforce. This is especially true if you're running a 2x2 two two starter attachment on that row unit. Don't forget to look for worn parallel bars or worn out parallel bushings on those bars. Again, with hydraulic downforce and high-speed planters, we're seeing those areas wearing faster as well. Remember when checking for this to be sure to release all the downforce, get behind that row unit and give it a push up and side to side to see how much play that you have. If a row unit will rock up a half inch or more, either the bolts are loose or something is wore out. Let's not forget to check the depth wheels. Be sure they are adjusted tight to the disc openers. On all planters except for the Case IH, uh, those planters that are pushing the depth wheels, push that wheel up to the depth stop 
and then pull out on it. If they gap away from the disc opener, they're going to need some attention. They need to stay tight so we don't let dry surface soil flow between the depth wheel and the disc opener and fall in the furrow on top of the seed. When it comes to closing wheels today, there are as many different options as seed corn varieties, it seems. As you choose closing attachments, remember the closing system has two very important tasks. One is to close the slot from the bottom up, and the other is to firm soil around the seed, not letting the moisture escape. In an ideal situation when we're digging behind the planter, there would be no evidence of how the seed got there, no sidewall smearing, and the soil would be firm enough that it would stand up around the seed. No matter what option you're, going, uh, you're choosing when it comes to closing wheels, make sure your closing wheels are centered over the row. This is something that should be done in the lot and then double-checked in the field. If possible, set the planter down in the shed and pull it forward. Let the disc openers scar the concrete and then center the closing system over that mark. Now, if your tailwheel assembly is wore out, and a lot of these bushings are harder than the tailwheel assembly, this can happen. If your tailwheel assembly is wore out, you're not going to be able to make adjustments without them uh, going back out of adjustment for you. So this is something that while you're loosening things up and checking it out, make sure that you don't have war tailwheel assemblies. For you guys running the huck step shoes, uh, you're not going to be able to set that planter down and drag it if the shoes are on. So this, is, this alignment should be done before you put your shoes on. Be sure to check the double disc openers and the seed tubes for wear. Check with your owner manuals for uh, when the replacement time is for your disc openers and replace any seed tubes that are wearing through. You guys with the high speed planner, be sure to look for seed tube wear at the bottom of the tube. Remember that we were talking about in our winter meetings. Um, make sure that you're not running a worn out high speed tube. Be sure your seed firmers are in good shape. This is one that I've run into a couple of times already doing inspections this spring. You want a flat bottom on your firmers as they wear, they'll become rounded and tapered, taking on the shape of the furrow. When this happens, seed will occasionally flip around the firmer, causing depth issues. Be sure all rows have firmers on them and that they're running straight. Bent firmers or missing firmers will give us seed depth issues as well. Attachment combinations on the front of the row unit are endless as well. Today, it's not hard to double the price of a planter with add-on attachments. When picking row attachments for the front, have a goal in mind before you make the purchase. With today's active downforce on the row cleaners, the coulter is becoming obsolete in most cases. Don't run coulters when you're in tilled ground. They will work against you. This year, a number of you guys that have been no-tilling are doing tillage to deal with last year's ruts. Don't forget to take those colders off. If you don't, they'll only pin trash in the furrow. Many of you guys are running a mix of systems today from strip till to conventional till, matching up the best system for each farm. No planter setting will get you through all of these systems without making adjustments. 
you will have to make planner adjustments as you change from system to system. So if we're no-till in this field or strip-till in that one, you're going to have to stop and make those adjustments. To wrap up on the planner, let's make sure she's running level. Check your owner's manual for planner hitch and main beam heights. That main beam needs to run level in field conditions. We can do the preliminary checking in the yard, but we'll need to address it again in planting conditions once we get to the field. A lot of you guys have added planters to facilitate early planting of corn and soybeans at the same time. Don't assume your new planter is going to run level on your tractor. Double check this when you get to the field, especially in tilled soil. The planter will float and the tractor will sink. I hope it wasn't too basic, but from what I've seen the past two weeks, I thought we'd better go back and review some of the basics. For the non-crop tech customers at our Farm Journal Corn Soybean College in July, we will be taking your operators through some infield sessions on how to set that planter for everything from no-till with cover crops to moldboard plow ground. Due to the mixing and matching that's happening today in today's farm operations, this skill is a must. You guys that are running the trap lines and calling in your counts, keep up the good work. We are seeing an unusually high catches in armyworm moss in a number of places. This means all the wheat growers take warning and anybody planting green into covers. We will monitor insect GDUs and keep you posted on when to start counting and start scouting out there. Everyone else, most of the issues will be in the fence lines or the waterway edges, stuff like that. With this rain coming in from the south uh, this week, I expect an uptick in cutworm catches as well. Here at CropTech and at Farm Journal, we believe in the future of agriculture and we want to sponsor an ag student to attend the Farm Journal Corn Soybean College. Anyone who is a high school senior or currently enrolled in college with an ag major can apply for a scholarship that will cover the cost of the admission of our 2019 Corn Soybean College. If you know any ag students, be sure to spread the word to apply, go to our website, croptechinc.com, click on our Corn Bean College tab, and select the Ag Student Scholarship button. Forms must be submitted uh, by July 1st. So we'll talk to you next week. Stay the course, work the plan. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.